0: Good morning, everyone. This is Judith Hope You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy New Year. I think uh, I intended (laughs) to podcast last Friday, but then I was like, I don't know. I just, I think I forgot. I was kind of in a relaxed mode, you know, trying to uh, ease into the new year. You know, it was a tough year, but a good year. But as you well know, I will always keep adding the tough part. There were tough parts, but uh, we're still here. I'm excited. Uh, The podcast had an amazing 2020, uh, really grew surges in listenership. I appreciate the support. I really, really do. Um, As you guys know, I could not do this without you. It wouldn't make sense to just talk to myself. So I'm always kind of shocked after this will be my fourth season I'm just always kind of shocked that people are, uh, listening. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to be a bit of a narcissist to think, oh, okay, I'm going to pick up my phone every day for four years and just talk into it and people are going to be all into it, (laughs) but you guys are, and it's very, very cool. So thank you very much. We had a good year, uh, looking forward to a new year. Um, you know, Trump is up to his shenanigans. You know, people are all fired up because they heard that uh, tape where, I mean, the Washington Post recording where Trump was basically trying to strong arm Georgia into recounting their votes and basically giving them to him. And, you know, of course, people who are anti-Trump heard heard it one way and people who are pro-Trump heard it another way. Um, their party reminds me a lot of a cult. Because he has learned to weaponize people who don't uh, like him or or report negative things on him. So he has learned, he has like whipped people's trust into a fury, his fan base. Uh, and that's what they are. I mean, I believe it's a fan base. I don't believe it has anything really to do with politics. Um, but he he is sort of like... You know, whip these people into a fury, and anytime somebody disagrees with him, he he weaponizes that. You, we won, we won this. You could just hear it. It's everything in it sounds so wrong, and the fact that a lot of people in this country are fine with that is so strange to me. You know, this is beyond politics. That's why I think they're in a cult because it's like. This erodes the whole point of a democracy, if someone can just stomp their feet and say they won when they didn't. When there's no proof, when you're trying to strong arm people into changing the numbers in your favor, you ain't win. That's cheating. You know what I mean? It's like, what's I don't understand this. And you just see example after example. So then you have people on the left who are outraged. And you got people on the right who are like, he has every right to say this. It's just confusing. It's almost like people and I've been watching all these documentaries on cults. So I'm saying it with some uh, authority, <laughs> uh, if you will, you know, as much as you can have watching some documentaries about it. I, I mean, the but the similarities in the behaviors are very sim- similar. You know, they're undeniable, basically. Uh, people who don't agree with us are the enemy. Um, I'm going to isolate your sense of uh, reason and logic, and you're going to agree with everything I say. Uh, I don't know what Trump has over them, other than some mind control. And I do think that he has some tapes on a few folks from Jeffrey Epstein's collection, Um you know, that would show a few people are pedophiles or into sex with underage people, which is illegal and also distasteful. So I think he has something on a few of them, but the rest of them are just in a cult. It's very strange. And I look forward to this chapter of American history being over. And I would like for us to get back to right is right. Wrong is Wrong. I mean, as long as we can um, stay in this gray zone where if I don't believe I did anything wrong, it's not wrong, that needs to go. Sometimes you just have to deal in absolutes. And, um, you know, the fiber of the democracy is all we have. And you've got China and Russia and a whole bunch of other places that uh, are looking to erode the democracy because, it, you know, that for some reason, that helps them is if we are weakened, and you know I just don't understand it. I think a lot of these people's grandparents would lose their shit, listening to them be so um obviously anti uh American you know uh people died in World War two to protect these freedoms, and it's like y'all don't y'all don't get that, you know. It's a a fragile experiment, but I think uh, we will win. Uh, And I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I hope that's clear. But I do believe uh, that everybody should vote. And it's better to participate in a broken system than not at all. And we participated en masse. And it's time for logic to be restored and this whole... I feel like I'm right. So I'm right. Thing needs to go away, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it's being fueled a lot by baby boomers. You know, there's, there's some of them on the, on the right that are just crazy. And here's a good question. I think how has, uh, this is just some amazing trickery. How has, how has the Republican party convinced regular working Joes, um, uh, that that democrats are elitists and have pretty much demonized education when these same republicans went to the exact same schools these aren't a bunch of like uneducated hicks they also went to harvard and yale and uh, all the other ivy league schools that the that the people they demonized went to how have they pulled off that trickery and why isn't anybody uh calling them on it you know, it's weird. I, I've i seen so much lately that nobody seems to want to call out bad behavior. And even when you do, a lot of people don't care. It's really weird. I this is a very strange time in history, I think. Um, also, I spent some time watching. I know I was supposed to watch something on Netflix, but it was not only did it have subtitles they were speaking another language and it was like heavy so i was like okay i'm gonna pause that i need to watch something light to ease into my 2021 and i started off watching atlanta on fx because i had only seen um the first i've seen the whole two seasons but only saw them once and like they never rebroadcast them i never can find them so hulu which turns out i had a subscription all along so I started watching Hulu and I I really like Atlanta. But what's weird is the first season is so fun and funny and like almost surreal. And then the second season is kind of dark and grim. I know it's called Robin season, but dang, I mean, it really it's almost like they're two different shows. And I don't know that I because there was such a gap between the first season and the second season. I don't know that I processed that fully. And it's supposed to come back for two more seasons, but uh, Donald Glover was busy. Then it got delayed with COVID. So I don't know when we'll see new episodes, but I mean, I hope they kind of return back to a little bit of the lightness because that's what was fun about the show, man. The second season is sort of like everybody gets robbed or beat up or, or both. (laughs) It's like everybody goes on their little grim journey. It was a lot. It was a lot going on in there. But I did enjoy it and I do recommend it if you have Hulu, check out Atlanta. Also, um, I'm re-watching Carmichael Show, which is another comedy. It lasted a couple of seasons on NBC. I think it was just too much for NBC, but I did enjoy it. And um, so, yeah, that's what I'm watching these days. Um, About to get back into the seriousness of, of... life Uh, feels like work is going to kick back up here. And, you know, I still have certain things I want to accomplish for the year. And I, you know, I look forward to them. I think it's going to be a good year. I think I'll be able to make some moves that haven't been able to make in a long time. Um, I was just uh, reading about the cancellation of the Carmichael show. And the uh, NBC execs who canceled the show, they were like, well, he's so brilliant. It was great to work with Gerard Carmichael. And I'm like, mm, that's the kiss of death. Uh, I remember when I was 23, 22, all, all around L.A., taking meetings, maybe even a little older. I was—I think I was like 25. One of my friends was producing uh, one of my screenplays. And uh, she was great. She really was. Uh, her name is Nicole and uh, Nicole Franklin, she's a producer. And she was just really the first person who took my writing seriously and put their money where their mouth was. And she worked so hard. And we took a ton of meetings. She lived in LA, I lived in St. Louis, and I traveled back and forth. And she took a ton of meetings, we took a ton of meetings. And it was just (sighs) the kiss of death is when they call you brilliant. Because they call you brilliant, for two reasons. Uh, I don't know if they actually really think you're brilliant. But they say it because uh, maybe they do. But also more than that, they want to make sure that if you go on and have a huge career, you remember that they were a fan. So everybody gets called brilliant. Oh, you're brilliant. But nobody's writing checks. So it was very, very strange. And uh, that was one of those uh, hard life lessons I had to learn. Much like everybody who wants to have sex with you doesn't love you. He was just saying that. <laughs> and I'm not bitter about it. It's just one of those hard lessons girls have to learn. And it's like, wait, I don't think he really loved me. <laughs> it was like that. Wait a minute. I don't think they really thought I was brilliant. But uh Anyway. I was reading that and I just chuckled. I'm like, ah, oh, that business. But, uh, I've tried to circumvent all of that by having my own company and green lighting my own shit, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. I am anticipating good things this year. Uh, it was a good year last year. It should be better the year this year. All right, friends. I hope all is well. I hope you guys have really, um, launched yourself into this new year. I hope I had you know, like I didn't hamper that. If I didn't help it, I hope I didn't hinder anything. Um, make sure you got your goals and the things you want to see done. Uh I've started writing things out. It's really helpful and it's tough because I'm kind of lazy. I don't like writing things out. But when you do that, it's really difficult to deny that you have a roadmap of the things that you desire. So, and you deserve those things. So, write it all out. Check yourself, you know, take a look at it every couple of months and be like, "Hey, I did that. I didn't do that." You know, tweak it. It's a living document. In fact, you know, uh starting out, you may want to check it more often than that. You may want to check it on a like a weekly basis. Um it's up to you. It's your life. Can you live? Yes. All right. <laughs> Happy Monday. Let's get after it. Let's make big things happen. Dream big dreams. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for you. And I appreciate you. And uh, keep listening, keep sharing, keep supporting, keep following, liking, subscribing, all of that. Uh, I just can't express how grateful I am. And uh, I look forward to giving you some uh, super quality content coming here. I don't know what COVID is going to bring. Obviously, it's surging and there's a a new, more aggressive version. Um, So I don't know. We just have to play it by ear. But I'm here. I'm still working. I'm still trying to be my very best. And I hope you're doing the same. All right. All right.